Listener Production. US stocks continue to grind higher as interest rates fall. And Aussie shares expected to edge higher on Wednesday ahead of James Hardy earnings results. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday, the 8th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, we continue to see long and short term interest rates in the US fall. And that's been supportive as far as stocks have been concerned. So we move into the final stages of the session. We've got the Dow Jones up 0.2 of a percent, the SP 500 up 0.4, and the NASDAQ. As has been commonplace lately, benefiting from those falls in long-term interest rates up by 1.1%. Yes, Tom, we saw the US 10-year Treasury down by 11 basis points to 4.56% overnight, with the two-year down by four basis points to 4.9%. And bond investors continue to price in expectations that the US Federal Reserve is near the end of its tightening cycle. And what we have seen is a continuation of the 10-year yield declining, and the market's really paring back its inflation expectations into next year. It's... A bold move when it comes to long-term interest rates, sort of falling as quickly as they have from that area around 5% as we often talk about, but uh, the impact is very clear. The technology stocks are benefiting those large marquee names are at the forefront of the day's gains. Uh, We have seen earnings numbers from the, I suppose, uh, technology space, Gen Digital. Uh, stands out last night with a 10% gain in their shares. This is the organization that has a range of brands in the cybersecurity space, uh, Norton uh, being one of them. Uh, they had a record quarterly revenue outcome, right? Uh, up 27% to just short of a billion dollars of revenue in the quarter, 948 million. So that was better than expected. They upgraded their guidance. Uh, there was a lot to like about those numbers. That's the sort of thing that we see celebrated when it comes to these earnings figures at the moment. Uh, you better expectations, you upgrade your uh, guidance, uh, the market loves you. They do indeed. And if you look more broadly at the tech sector at the moment, of course, when we had higher bond yields and higher interest rates, there were concerns about the multiples of these stocks. Now we're shifting to the idea that we are seeing lower interest rates perhaps, certainly in terms of the market interest rates at the moment, and the tech stocks are considered to be defensive in this environment, which is still a little bit uncertain, and of course their balance sheets are considered to be bulletproof as well. So we are seeing the likes of Microsoft, Apple and Amazon.com, they lifted between 1.5% and 2.4% with around an hour and a half left of trade, and we've also seen the semiconductor stocks do well. Advanced micro devices, Broadcom and Intel, they've gained between 1.6% and 2.1% ahead of the rollout of funding from the US CHIPS Act. Indeed. And one thing that has also stood out lately uh, in terms of uh, sector themes is how well travel-related stocks have been doing. Now, I suppose there's the taint of the digital about them because they deliver their services digitally. So Expedia is the one that really stands out, having reported their earnings uh, last week. Uh, again, they had record quarterly numbers. Uh, they upgraded their expectations. Uh, the uh, shares rose 21% yesterday. They are up 8% this session. So Expedia, they have a range of brands, Hotel.com, Trivago uh, amongst them. That has been a little bit surprising, I suppose. Yes. And we did see shares of travel website operator TripAdvisor jump 11.3% after the company beat third quarter earnings and revenue expectations. So you're right. We are seeing, of course, the demand for travel extraordinarily high at the moment. And 
capacity on planes is limited. So people are still going out and experiencing those holidays. I suppose, you know, to qualify what happened with Expedia, that stock has fallen for each of the last three months. So expectations have been ground down. Uh, that rate rising, that uh, interest rate picture has been a headwind for those organisations. So for them to be surprising is uh, why you are seeing such aggressive moves with these stocks. Absolutely. And the S&P 500 is set for its seventh straight day of gains. And the NASDAQ is on track for its eighth day in a row of gains. So that would be a significant achievement if that does end up being the case. Just quickly still on that um, interest rate picture, uh, the one of the most improved stocks in the S&P 500 as well is DR Horton. They are the largest builder of homes in the US. So that stock benefiting from that fall in long and short-term interest rates are up by the better part of 3% this session. Yes, we have seen a little bit of a rebound take place there. And also there's been a big focus on copper overnight. So we had some mixed Chinese international trade data yesterday. And the copper price is down 1.1% today on the back of that, as is industrial metals as well. We have seen the likes of iron ore futures down 0.5% to 125.95 US dollars a tonne. So what we have seen is Freeport McMoran's share price fall on the back of that. That's interesting because uh, they started off the month quite strongly. Uh, the uh, anecdotes out of uh, uh, Chile, uh, China, with uh, the increased bond issuance from local governments to support activity, that has all been supportive for metals prices, but that has turned around as far as the last session is concerned, as you rightly point out. Ryan, uh, we saw a less full-throated participation on the positive side of things from uh, European stocks. Uh, it was the German market that managed to finish higher, although that was only a symbolic improvement, up 0.1%. French market down 0.4%, UK market down 0.1%, Stock 600 index down by around 0.2%, a bit of a moderation for interest rates over on that side of the pond as well. A German bond down by about two basis points to 2.64%. We saw German industrial output fall for a fourth consecutive month in September. It was down 1.4%. So that did highlight the challenge that Europe's largest economy faces in averting a recession. The other thing to stand out last night was Portugal's PSI 20 index fell by 2.5% after Prime Minister Antonio Costa quit over an investigation into alleged irregularities in handling lithium mining and hydrogen projects in the country. Indeed, and I suppose on a... Uh, resource type note, one of the things that stood out last night was the decline where oil prices are concerned. So down by more than 3%, hitting a two and a half month low uh, in the process. Not what you would expect. No, certainly with the Middle Eastern tensions continuing, but what we did see was a reaction to Chinese demand concerns. So China's crude oil imports in October showed robust growth, but its total exports contracted at a quicker pace than expected. So we did see the US NYMEX crude price down by 4.3% to 77.36 US dollars a barrel. Also in terms of the commodity space, we saw Gulf futures down by 0.8% to 1973.50 US dollars an ounce. And I did mention the iron ore price earlier. It's come under some pressure at the same time. Uh, the reason for that is that there are some concerns about uncertainty after China's autumn construction season ended last month. Output from the nation could shrink if demand for finished steel remains soft through the year's last two months. So that fall in iron ore prices is worth highlighting because that's been a factor weighing on the Aussie dollar. Um, it 
looked like it was going to challenge the 65 US cent mark following the RBA's decision to raise rates by a quarter of a percent yesterday, but it has fallen like an anvil, Ryan. It's back to 64.3 US cents. Yes, Tom, the Australian dollar fell sharply after the Reserve Bank raised interest rates by 25 basis points to a 12-year high, 4.35%, to combat stubborn inflation, but indicated that further tightening was unlikely or data-dependent. So what we've got on the horizon is wages data next week, and after that we have the monthly consumer price index. So that will determine whether the Reserve Bank moves again in December, but certainly the forward guidance was slightly watered down, was perceived as dovish, and that resulted in the Australian dollar quickly giving back its gains after initial knee-jerk rally. On the local front today, we have AGMs being convened by Allchem and the Domain Group. We've got earnings being reported by James Hardy, and then uh, we have ResMed going ex-dividend. Well, happy hump day. Thanks for listening to the Comsec Market Update, and have a fantastic Wednesday. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.